everybody. Good day to you. Ray Kozek here, St. Paul Lutheran Church, Clarence Center, New York. We're going to read John, uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, Woman at the Well, and then uh, a person that Jesus will, will heal. It's the second conversation that Jesus is going to have, a uh, lengthy conversation he's going to have with someone in this Gospel. And it is also the second sign of his glory that we're going to see. Remember I said there's seven signs in this Gospel. There's also seven uh, I believe there's seven I am statements of Jesus, and we'll talk about those as we come to them. So John chapter 4, good stuff. I uh, encourage you to share uh, what is something that you like, what's a verse that stands out. All right, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you that you have mercy upon us. Thank you that you show us that uh, in these stories today and the truths that you bring us. Lord, we need the living water, uh, your own self, to uh, fill us, refresh us, give us life. And, um, and to give us all things that we need. We pray this, uh, that you would open our eyes and ears to your word today, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here we go. By the way, thank you for joining me. This was fun. All right, here we go. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee, going up north. And he had to pass through Samaria. Ooh, Samaria. Samaria is that place where there's, they're kind of Jewish, they're kind of like inbred, mixed, and ever since the, the split of the kingdom between um, Solomon's sons, uh, the north, Israel slash Samaria, has been sort of uh, idolatrous, uh, worshiping other gods, mixing in the religion of Yahweh with other gods. And, um, and the faithful Jews in the south, in Judah, they, um, they despise the Samaritans because they're sort of Jewish, but yet they're they're just they're like uh, half breeds. They're idolaters. All right. Well, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. Right, that's the middle of the day. It's uh, the sun is up. It's hot, and whoa! A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and we all know this. Women uh, do not draw water at noon. They are smarter than that. They draw early in the morning, late in the day, just like anyone who works outside. You're going to take a little break in the middle of the day. It's just too hot. Well, Jesus said to her, "Give me a drink." For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have, and he would have given you living water. All right, I think I'm going to say my favorite verse is verse 10. If you knew the gift of God. Uh, and the prayer that goes along with that is, God, open our eyes to your gift to us, the gift of yourself. All right. Verse 11, the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. And Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Um, 
And then we can see here that he's talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who evokes faith in us, which leads us to eternal life. And so some verses to look at yesterday, chapter 3, verse 15, 16, and verse 36. Tomorrow we'll look at uh, John 5, 24, and the day after, John 6, 47. So check out those verses about the Spirit who uh, evokes faith that uh, leads us to eternal life. So, um, and the woman hears this and says, verse 15, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet, uh, literally the prophet, um, the one who is going to come. She's, she sees that Jesus is that prophet. She says, Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. In other words, she's saying, well, if you're the prophet, where should we worship? How, how can I get to God? Jesus said to her, verse 21, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. And we can see from chapter 2 when Jesus uh, basically says that He will replace the temple. He is the new temple. He is the place where, um, of worship. He is the place of spirit and truth. And he is, uh, it is the Father calling people back to Himself through Jesus. Verse 25, The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, I will tell, I'm sorry, when he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I, by the way, I wonder here, is she kind of hinting like, are you this one? Are you this Messiah, this one who is promised, the one who will come and tell us all things? And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Literally, I who speak to you am, I am. Uh, and, that, and the word there is ego and me. Um, so uh, that's one of those many places in this gospel where Jesus is saying ego and me, which in Greek is the same thing that God uh, had said his, uh, revealed himself to Moses on, um, at, at Mount uh, Burning Bush. And uh, so he says, I am, I, ego and me. Uh, I am this prophet. Verse 27. I'll try to pick, pick up the pace here. Just then, his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but no one said, What do you seek, or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming, and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say, There are yet four months, and then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life, 
He's talking about himself here. So that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. He's saying that uh, you, are all, you all are joining the prophets. The one who, had, you know, he's referring to all those prophets who spoke to the Samaritans, who spoke to the Isra- um, those in Israel for all those years. You are joining them. And look, uh, a harvest is coming. And so then that's what happens. Verse 39. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. By the way, don't let that be a small thing. Um, Talk about segregation. There was huge segregation between Samaritans and Jews. They did not stay with each other. But Jesus has no problem staying with them. Um, He welcomes him. He lets himself be welcomed by by them. Verse 41. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It's no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this indeed is the Savior of the world. Wow, that's a great verse, isn't it? After the two days he departed for Galilee, for Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honor in his own hometown. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast. For they too had gone to the feast. Again, uh, another reference here likely to Passover, how John just keeps kind of throwing this in. Verse 46, here we have the second sign and the second story here in chapter 4. So he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, calm down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. By the way, isn't that kind of the place where we are? Jesus has spoken a word uh, about our death, about our life, um, who we are. And uh, we are just uh, expected to believe it because his word is true. Um, and it's a challenge, isn't it? It's not always easy to believe the words that Jesus speaks, but uh, he's given them to us so that we can believe. Verse 51, as he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked them the hour when he began to get better, and they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live, and he himself believed in all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come down from Judea to Galilee. Good stuff. Uh, Hope it's encouraging to you. Hope you have a a great day meditating on the love of God in Jesus. Um, uh, So thanks for joining me, and hopefully, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. All right, take care. Bye.